Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Stories for the Road. This is your host, John Hagedorn. And today, the final chapters of The Mark of Zorro by Johnston McCulley, starting with Chapter 37, The Fox at Bay. He darted to the window and glanced out. The troopers were surrounding the building. He could see the governor stalking across the plaza, crying his orders. Down the San Gabriel Trail came the proud Don Alejandro Vega to pay his visit to the governor, and he stopped at the plaza's edge and began questioning men regarding the cause for the tumult. "'All are in at the death,' Signor Zorro said, laughing. "'I wonder where my brave caballeros are, those who rode with me. "'You expect their aid?' the Signorita asked. "'Not so, Signorita. "'They would have to stand together and face the governor, tell him their intentions. "'It was a lark with them, and I doubt whether they take it seriously enough to stand by me now. "'It is not to be expected. I shall fight it out alone.' "'Not alone, Signor. when I am by your side.' He clasped her in his arms, pressed her to him. "'I would we might have our chance,' he said. "'But it would be folly for you to let my disaster influence your life. "'You never have seen my face even, Signorita. "'You could forget me. "'You could walk from this place and surrender, "'send word to Don Diego Vega that you will become his bride, "'and the governor then would be forced to release you "'and clear your parents of all blame.' "'Ah, Signor, "'Think, Signorita. "'Think what it would mean. "'His Excellency would not dare stand an instant against the Vega. "'Your parents would have their lands restored. "'You would be the bride of the richest young man in the country. "'You would have everything to make you happy.' "'Everything except love, Signor, and without love. "'The rest is as not. "'Think, Signorita, and decide for once and all. "'You have but a moment now.' "'I made my decision long ago, Signor. "'A Polito loves but once.' "'and does not wed where she cannot love.' Carta, he cried, and pressed her close again. "'Now there came a battering at the door. "'Signor Zorro!' Sergeant Gonzales cried. "'Well, Signor?' Zorro asked. "'I have an offer for you from His Excellency the Governor.' "'I am listening, loud one.' "'His Excellency has no wish to cause your death "'or injury to the Signorita you have in sight with you.' "'He asks that you open the door and come out with the lady.' "'To what end?' Signor Zorro asked. "'You shall be given a fair trial, and the Signorita also. "'Thus you may escape death and receive imprisonment instead.' "'Ha! I've seen samples of His Excellency's fair trials,' Signor Zorro responded. "'Think you I'm an imbecile?' "'His Excellency bids me say that this is the last chance, "'that the offer will not be renewed.' "'His Excellency is wise not to waste breath renewing it. "'He grows fat, and his breath is short. "'What can you expect to gain by resistance, save death?' "'Gonzales asked. "'How can you hope to offstand a score and a half of us?' "'It's been done before, loud one. "'We could batter in the door and take you. "'After a few of you have stretched lifeless on the floor, no doubt,' "'Signor Zorro observed. "'Who will be the first to the door, my sergeant?' "'For the last time. "'Come in and drink a mug of wine with me,' said the highwayman, laughing. "'Meal mush and goat's milk,' swore Sergeant Gonzales. "'There was quiet then for a time, and Signor Zorro, glancing through the window cautiously "'so as not to attract a pistol shot, observed that the governor was in consultation "'with the sergeant and certain of the troopers. "'The consultation ended, and Signor Zorro darted back from the window. "'Almost immediately the attack upon the door began.' They were pounding at it with heavy timbers, trying to smash it down. Signor Zorro, standing in the middle of the room, 
pointed his pistol at the door and fired, and as the ball tore through the wood and somebody outside gave a shriek of pain, he darted to the table and started loading the pistol again. Then he hurried across to the door and observed the hole where the bullet had gone through. The plank had been split, and there was quite a crack in it. Signor Zorro put the point of his blade at this crack and waited. Again the heavy timber crashed against the door, and some trooper threw his weight against it also. Signor Zorro's blade darted through the crack like a streak of lightning and came back red, and again there was a shriek outside. And now a volley of pistol balls came through the door, but Signor Zorro, laughing, had sprung back out of harm's way. "'Well done, Signor!' Signorita Lolita cried. "'We shall stamp our mark on several of these hounds before we're done,' he replied. "'I would that I could aid you, Signor!' "'You are doing that, Signorita. It is your love that gives me my strength. "'If I could use a blade—' "'Ah, Signorita, that is for a man to do. Do you pray that all may be well. "'And at the last, Signor, if it is seen that there is no hope, may I then see your dear face?' "'I swear it, Signorita, and feel my arms about you and my lips on yours. "'Death will not be so bitter, then.' "'The attack on the door was renewed. "'Now pistol shots were coming through it regularly, "'and through one open window also, "'and there was nothing for Signor Zorro to do "'except stand in the middle of the room and wait, "'his blade held ready. "'There would be a lively few minutes, he promised, "'when the door was down and they rushed in at him. "'It seemed to be giving way now. "'The Signorita crept close to him, "'tears streaming down her cheeks.' "'and grasped him by the arm. "'You will not forget?' she asked. "'I'll not forget, Signorita. "'Just before they break down the door, Signor, "'take me in your arms and let me see your dear face and kiss me. "'Then I can die with good grace, too. "'You must live. "'Not to be sent to a foul carcel, Signor. "'And what would life be without you? "'There is Don Diego. "'I think of nobody but you, Signor.' A Polito will know how to die, and perhaps my death will bring home to men the perfidy of the governor. Perhaps it may be of service. Again the heavy timber struck against the door. They could hear His Excellency shouting encouragement to the troopers, could hear the natives shrieking, and Sergeant Gonzales crying his orders in his loud voice. Signor Zorro hurried to the window again, chancing a bullet, and glanced out. He saw that half a dozen troopers had their blades ready, were prepared to rush over the door the moment it was down. They would get him, but he would get some of them first. Again the ram against the door. It is almost the end, senor, the girl whispered. I know it, senorita. I would we had had better fortune, yet I can die gladly since this love has been in my life. Now, senor, your face and lips. The door is crashing in. She ceased to sob and lifted her face bravely. Senor Zorro sighed and one hand fumbled with the bottom of his mask. "'but suddenly there was a tumult outside in the plaza, "'and the battering at the door ceased, "'and they could hear loud voices that they had not heard before. "'Signor Zorro let go of his mask and darted to the window. "'We'll return with Chapter 38 right after these sponsor messages. "'And now The Mark of Zorro, Chapter 38, The Man Unmasked. Twenty-three horsemen were galloping into the plaza.' The beasts they rode were magnificent, their saddles and bridles were heavily chased with silver, their cloaks were of the finest materials, and they wore hats with plumes, as if this was somewhat of a dress affair and they wished the world to know it. Each man sat straight and proud in his saddle, his blade at his side, and every blade had a jeweled hilt, being at once serviceable and a rich ornament. They galloped along the face of the tavern, between the door and the soldiers who had been battering it, 
"'between the building and the governor and assembled citizens, "'and there they turned and stood their horses side by side, "'facing His Excellency. "'Wait! There's a better way!' their leader cried. "'Ha!' screeched the governor. "'I understand. Here we have the young men of all the noble families in the Southland. "'They've come to show their loyalty by taking this curse of Capistrano. "'I thank you, caballeros. "'Yet it is not my wish to have any of you slain by this fellow. "'He is not worthy of your blades, senores.' "'Do you ride to one side, and lend the strength of your presence, "'and let my troopers deal with the rogue. "'Again I thank you for this show of loyalty, "'for this demonstration that you stand for law and order and all it means, "'for constituted authority.' "'Peace!' their leader cried. "'Your Excellency, we represent power in this section, do we not?' "'You do, caballeros,' the governor said. "'Our families say who shall rule, what laws shall be termed just, do they not?' "'They have great influence,' the governor said. "'You would not care to stand alone against us?' "'Most assuredly not,' His Excellency cried. "'But I pray you, let the troopers get this fellow. "'It is not seemly that a caballero should suffer wound or death from his blade. "'It is to be regretted that you do not understand.' "'Understand?' queried the governor, in a questioning tone, "'glancing up and down the line of mounted men. "'We have taken counsel with ourselves, Excellency.' We know our strength and power, and we have decided upon certain things. There have been things done that we cannot countenance. The frails of the missions have been despoiled by officials. Natives have been treated worse than dogs. Every man of noble blood have been robbed because they have not been friendly to the ruling powers. Caballero! Silence, Excellency, until I've done. This thing came to a crisis when a Hidalgo and his wife and daughter were thrown into a carcel by your orders. Such a thing cannot be countenanced, Excellency. "'and so we have banded ourselves together, "'and here we take a hand. "'Be it known that we ourselves rode with this Signor Zorro "'when he invaded the carcel and rescued the prisoners, "'that we carried Don Carlos and the Doña Catalina "'to places of safety, "'and that we have pledged our words and honors and blades "'that they shall not be persecuted more. "'I would say, silence, until I've done. "'We stand together, and the strength of our united families is behind us. "'Call upon your soldiers to attack us if you dare.' Every man of noble blood up and down the length of El Camino Real would flock to our defense, would unseat you from your office, would see you humbled. We await your answer, Excellency. What? What would what would you? His Excellency gasped. First, proper consideration for Don Carlos Polito and his family. No carcel for them. If you have the courage to try them for treason, be sure that they will be on hand at the trial and deal with any man who gives perjured testimony. "'and with any magistrado who does not conduct himself properly. "'We are determined, Excellency.' Uh, "'Perhaps I was hasty in the matter, "'but I was led to believe certain things,' the governor said. "'I grant you your wish. "'One side now, caballeros, "'while my men get at this rogue in the tavern.' "'Silence,' their leader said. "'We have things to say regarding the Signor Zorro. "'What has he done, actually, Excellency?' "'Is he guilty of any treason? "'He has robbed no man except those who robbed the defenseless first. "'He has whipped a few unjust persons. "'He has taken sides with the persecuted, for which we honor him. "'To do such a thing, he took his life in his own hands. "'He successfully evaded your soldiers. "'He resented insults, as any man has the right to do. "'We ask for a complete pardon, here and now, "'for this man known as Signor Zorro.' "'Never!' the governor cried. "'He has affronted me personally. "'He shall die the death.' 
"'He turned around and saw Don Alejandro Vega standing near him. "'Don Alejandro, you are the most influential man in this south country,' he said. "'You are the one man against whom even the governor dare not stand. "'You are a man of justice. "'Tell these young caballeros that what they wish cannot be granted. "'Bid them retire to their homes, and this show of treason will be forgotten.' "'I stand behind them,' Don Alejandro thundered. "'You? You stand behind them? "'I do, Your Excellency. "'I echo every word they have spoken in your presence. "'Persecution must cease. "'Grant their requests. "'See that your officials do right hereafter. "'Return to San Francisco de Assis, "'and I take my oath that there shall be no treason in this Southland. "'I shall see to it myself. "'But oppose them, Excellency, "'and I shall take sides against you. "'See you driven from the office and ruined.' "'and your foul parasites along with you. "'This terrible Southland! "'This terrible, willful Southland!' "'The governor cried. "'Your answer!' Don Alejandro demanded. "'I can do nothing but agree,' the governor said. "'But there is one thing.' "'Well?' "'I spare the man's life if he surrenders, "'but he must stand trial for the murder of Captain Ramon.' "'Murder?' queried the leader of the caballeros. "'It was a duel between gentlemen, Excellency. "'Signor Zorro resented an insult on the part of the Comandante to the Signorita. "'Ah, but Ramon was a caballero. "'And so is the Signor Zorro. "'He told us as much, and we believe him, "'for there was no falsehood in his voice. "'So it was a duel, Excellency, and between gentlemen, according to the Code, "'and Captain Ramon was unfortunate that he was not a better man with a blade. "'That is understood. "'Your answer?' "'I agree.' "'the governor said weakly. "'I pardon him, "'and I go home to San Francisco de Assis, "'and persecution ceases in this locality. "'But I hold Don Alejandro to his promise "'that there be no treason against me here "'if I do these things. "'I've given my word,' Don Alejandro said. "'The caballeros shrieked their happiness and dismounted. "'They drove the soldiers away from the door, "'Sergeant Gonzales growling into his mustache "'because here was a reward gone glimmering again. "'Within there, Senor Zorro!' "'One cried. "'Have you heard?' "'Yes, I've heard, Caballero. "'Open the door and come out amongst us, a free man.' "'There was a moment's hesitation, "'and then the battered door was unbarred and opened, "'and Signor Zorro stepped out with the Signorita on his arm. "'He stopped just in front of the door, "'removed his sombrero, and bowed low before them. "'A good day to you, Caballeros,' he cried. "'Sergeant, I regret that you have missed the reward.' "'but I shall see that the amount is placed to the credit of you and your men "'with the landlord of the tavern.' "'By the saints, he is a caballero!' Gonzales cried. "'Unmask, man!' cried the governor. "'I would see the features of the person who has fooled my troopers, "'has gained caballeros to his banner, and has forced me to make a compromise. "'I fear that you will be disappointed when you see my poor features,' Signor Zorro replied. "'Do you expect me to look like Satan? "'Or can it be possible, on the other hand, "'that you believe I have an angelic countenance.' "'He chuckled, glanced down at the Senorita Lolita, "'and then put up a hand and tore off his mask. "'A chorus of gasps answered the motion, "'an explosive oath or two from the soldiers, "'cries of delight from the caballeros, "'and a screech of mingled pride and joy from one old Hidalgo. "'Don Diego! My son! My son!' "'And the man before them seemed to droop suddenly in the shoulders "'and sighed, and spoke in a languid voice.' These be turbulent times. Can a man never meditate on music and the poets? And Don Diego Vega, the curse of Capistrano, was clasped for a moment in his father's arms. 
Chapter 39. Mule Mush and Goat's Milk. They crowded forward, troopers, natives, caballeros, surrounding Don Diego Vega and the senorita, who clutched at his arm and looked up at him from proud and glistening eyes. Explain! Explain! they cried. It began ten years ago, when I was but a lad of fifteen, he said. I heard tales of persecution. I saw my friends, the frails, annoyed and robbed. I saw soldiers beat an old native who was my friend. And then I determined to play this game. It would be a difficult game to play, I knew. So I pretended to have small interest in life, so that men never would connect my name with that of the highwayman I expected to become. In secret, I practiced horsemanship and learned how to handle a blade. And by the saints, he did, Sergeant Gonzales growled. One half of me was the languid Don Diego you all know, and the other half was the curse of Capistrano I hoped to one day be. And then the time came, and my work began. It is a peculiar thing to explain, senores. The moment I donned cloak and mask, the Don Diego part of me fell away. My body straightened, new blood seemed to course through my veins, my voice grew strong and firm, and fire came to me. And the moment I removed cloak and mask, I was the languid Don Diego again. Is it not a peculiar thing? I had made friends with this great Sergeant Gonzales, and for a purpose. Ha! I guess the purpose, caballeros, Gonzales cried. You tired whenever this Senor Zorro was mentioned, and did not wish to hear of violence and bloodshed. But always you asked me in what direction I was going with my troopers, and you went in the other direction, and did your confounded work. You are an excellent guesser, said Don Diego, laughing, as did the others about him. I even crossed blades with you, so you would not guess I was Senor Zorro. "'You remember the rainy night at the tavern? "'I listened to your boast, went out and donned mask and cloak, "'came in and fought you, escaped, took off mask and cloak, "'and returned to jest with you. "'I visited the Polito Hacienda as Don Diego, "'and a short time later returned to Signor Zorro "'and held speech with the Signorita here. "'You almost had me, Sergeant, that night at Fray Felipe's, "'the first night, I mean. "'Ha! You told me there that you had not seen Signor Zorro. "'Nor had I. The fray does not keep a mirror, thinking that it makes for vanity. The other things were not difficult, of course. You can easily understand how, as Signor Zorro, I happened to be at my own house in town when the Comandante insulted the Signorita. And the Signorita must forgive me the deception. I courted her as Don Diego, and she would have none of me. Then I tried it as Signor Zorro, and the saints were kind, and she gave me her love. Perhaps there was some method in that also. "'for she turned from the wealth of Don Diego Vega "'to the man she loved, "'though she deemed him, then, an outcast and an outlaw. "'She has showed me her true heart, "'and I am rejoiced at it. "'Your Excellency, this senorita is to become my wife, "'and I take it you will think twice "'before you will annoy her family further.' "'His Excellency threw out his hands "'in a gesture of resignation. "'It was difficult to fool you all, "'but it has been done,' Don Diego continued. "'Only years of practice allowed me to accomplish it. "'And now Signor Zorro shall ride no more, for there will be no need, "'and moreover a married man should take some care of his life. "'And what man do I wed?' the Signorita Lolita asked, "'blushing because she spoke the words where all could hear. "'What man do you love?' "'I had fancied that I loved Signor Zorro, "'but it comes to me now that I love the both of them,' she said. "'Is it not shameless? "'But I would rather have you, Signor Zorro, than the old Don Diego I knew.' "'We shall endeavor to establish a golden mean,' he replied, laughing again. "'I shall drop the old languid ways and change gradually to the man you would have me. "'People will say that marriage made a man of me.' 
"'He stooped and kissed her there before them all. "'Meal motion, goat's milk!' "'swore Sergeant Gonzales. "'The End. "'The Curse of Capistrano, "'which came to be known as The Mark of Zorro, "'was a 1919 novel by Johnson McCulley, "'and the first work to feature the California character Diego Vega, "'the masked hero also called Zorro. "'It first appeared as a five-part magazine serial. "'The story was adapted into the silent film The Mark of Zorro in 1920, "'and later appeared in book form in 1924,' also using the title The Mark of Zorro. In the 1920 film, Douglas Fairbanks starred as Don Diego Vega. The film met with enormous success, leading to public demand for more Zorro stories. And in 1922, Macaulay began a new series of over 60 serialized stories in Argosy All-Story Weekly. Many of these stories were later collected and published as The Further Adventures of Zorro, Zorro Rides Again, and The Sign of Zorro. We hope you enjoyed The Mark of Zorro at 1001 Stories for the Road. If you did, please do send us a kind review, Apple listeners. We would appreciate that very much. We have a brand new story coming. I'm going to keep it a secret, and we should be launching it as early as next Sunday. Until then, everyone, stay safe. Thanks so much for supporting our 1001 shows. And as always, we'll be back soon.